I know there's one up there anymore. Oh, well, we do high school and college, so we'll catch you in four years. Okay. So, uh, all right. So give it up for John Matthew. He, you graduated from high school, right? And you're in college now. Yeah. And what do you? What do you? What's your plans? major in graphic design to major in graphic design and to stay at Christ Community Church the rest of your life right <laughs> all right we've got a gift for him let's give it up for him today thank you so much and we appreciate you let's pray God's blessing over him father we just thank you for John Matthew ask God that your hand will order his steps that you'll guide his life and that he'll always be a reflection of your love in Jesus name amen all right <clears throat> Uh, let me just mention a little bit about the picnic next week, uh, what we're doing. The food's being prepared professionally. Uh, I know that, you know, there's still a lot of concerns about the virus, so we wanted you to know that all the food is not being prepared in a lot of individual kitchens. It's in a kitchen that has to meet specifications. So feel free to come out. We're going to have, what's that called? Barbecue, not barbecued, when, they, when you grill it. Smoked, smoked chicken. Everybody say hooray for smoked chicken. So we'll be having smoked chicken. It's done on a grill. We'll be doing hamburgers and hot dogs. We'll have individual cups that are pre-packed so the food won't be open. It'll be uh, pre-packed, handed to you. So it'll be a safe environment and encourage you all to come out and see if you can win a game of horseshoes. All right, let's pray together. Father, we're thankful for your word and your love. We just ask you to have your way in this place today. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you for just a little bit today about my favorite things. Everybody say favorite things. We all have favorite things, don't we? How many of you have a favorite chair at your house? And, that, and they know when I was a kid, dad had a chair. Everybody knew that was dad's chair and you didn't sit in his chair. I used to sit at the foot of his chair and lean against it, but that was dad's chair. I have one of those chairs of my own now. It swivels. Every once in a while, I'll lay back and Debbie will grab my hand and turn me around in circles. And we'll play a game and I'll try and see if I can guess what direction I'm pointed at. You think I'm kidding. <laughs> We've had favorite hats, shoes, jackets, clothing, you know, and so those are things that we, we, we hold on to, we want to wear. How many have you ever had a favorite dog or a favorite cat, some animal that you had? There's favorite vacation spots that we like to go to, aren't there? Uh, favorite time of year. My favorite time of year is the fall. I love the colors of the leaves changing when we get a really good fall. I love that time of year. Some love the summer, some love the spring, and some of us love a little bit of all of it, right? And, uh, but our favorite things, and I thought about favorite food. My favorite food, and I seldom eat it, but my favorite food is crab legs. How many like crab legs? 
And that's, and it's, I, I, I love crab legs that are done right, that are fixed right. And I, I thought about we, ha- we have favorite snacks, don't we? But how many of you know that oftentimes what's your favorite isn't somebody else's favorite? Like Debbie's favorite bread is this. How many of you have seen this? Dave's Good Seed Bread. This stuff is like cardboard. It's very, it's very dense. It's, I, I don't like it. I don't, I mean, it's okay like if you're turning it into toast or something, but like if you're, if you're trying to eat a sandwich out of this, it's very dense. On the other hand, my favorite bread to make a sandwich out of is rye. Now, if your favorite is rye, hold your hand up. Don't feel any pressure. I can see you don't. Okay, so... <laughs> I, I love rye bread. It's my favorite, but it's not her favorite. Sometimes when it comes to cookies, Debbie's favorite is Oreos. How many of you love Oreos? Oh, really? Well, I, I'll eat an Oreo, but it's not my favorite. I, one of my favorite cookies is Biscoff. How many of you, you know, this, you have to have kind of an elegant flavor. You've got to be more sophisticated to want this kind of cookie. All right, so Debbie's favorite candy bar is Snickers. My favorite is Heath. Which one's your favorite? If this is your favorite, clap your hands. If this is your favorite, clap your hands. All right. I'm glad to see you're coming around. So... I, I thought about Debbie, one of De- Debbie's favorite cereal is Honey Bunches of Oats, and, and it's got almonds in it. And I had to get, now she doesn't want it if it doesn't have the almonds in it. And so she sends me, you know, I do the grocery shopping. That's one of the good things about when you have favorite things, you, you get to get it. But when it comes to cereal, she, I get this for her because it's her favorite, but it's not my favorite. And she wants me to be very healthy. But when she's not looking, <laughs> man, there's something about those marshmallows that just, you know, make me want to howl. And they, 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 so, you know, we, we all have our favorites, don't we? Sometimes we don't want people to, oh, I can't believe that the pastor's favorite cereal is Lucky Charms. Well, tricks are for kids, so I had to have something, you know. So I, I thought about ice cream. Have you, what? What's your, if your favorite ice cream is vanilla, stand up, James. <laughs> Who, is anybody else in here your favorite vanilla? Stand up if it is. Out of everything in the world, oh, okay, there we go, there's a few, there's a few. I'm just saying, out of everything in the world you got to pick from, vanilla. <laughs> but how many, how many of you, how many of yours, is, now Debbie's favorite is butter pecan. How many of your favorite is butter pecan? You know, again, I have a very sophisticated taste. So my favorite ice cream is black walnut. There you go. Stand up. Give it right there. Right there. (laughs) So you have to have a taste for it, but it's favorite things. How many of you have a favorite fruit? Peach? How many of your favorite is banana? Apple, peach, grapes. I got grapes. I got strawberries. I got blueberries. 
Well, uh, uh, if you, so the, you want me to throw them out there? Oh, oh, so, you know, you see, and so, you're, I didn't have breakfast. Okay, so, here's the deal. It's, yeah, it's my birthday, thank you. So what happens is when you see somebody eating something that's one of your favorites, what's it do? It makes you want it. Everybody say, I want it. And I thought about that. I thought about if we have favorite things and how we gravitate to those things. When I was a kid, I told my grandma McNeely that she was my favorite grandma. And she looked at me and she said, what would your grandma Sullivan say? And I looked at her and I said, don't worry, I told her the same thing. <laughs> so it was, that's a true story. That, so it was like, you know, as long as, as long as you have a favorite. Now, you say, Pastor, where are you going with this? I, I think if I read this scripture to you, it's going to help explain. Colossians 1 and 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Everybody say, God made it all. I want you to think about this. Now, see, sometimes we get this idea that it was created for us. The scripture says that it was created by him and for him. Everybody say for him. And I thought about, man, God knows how to create some stuff. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, is that a pretty backdrop? Do you like that behind me? Do you know what that is? Those are worms that are glowing in a cave. God created that. I thought about, see, everything was pretty, I, I, I was watching Adeline over here, and all of a sudden, she goes, when she goes, yeah, I like it. And then when I said they're worms, she went. <laughs> it's because she's thinking, how could something so beautiful be so slimy? Right? How can, you know, and, and so, but God has this way of putting things together that, just take your breath away. I mean, it's incredible. So I got to thinking, I thought, what's God's favorite thing? I mean, he's got so much to pick from. He, he, he's done so much. Look at the whale. Do you see that? That's a blue whale. Those things reach over 100 feet long. Look at that ship. That ship has got dozens of people in it. And that whale dwarfs that ship. As a matter of fact, that whale knows how to do a high five. The, the blue whale is God's largest creation when it comes to mammal. It's huge. It weighs something like what 20-something elephants weigh. I mean, the thing is huge. But, but maybe God's favorite is the eagle. When an eagle spreads its wings and it takes flight, there's something incredible about watching that. 
We're blessed now that we're getting eagles back in this area. And I'm telling you, I've seen them spread their wings. And every time I see an eagle, I hit my brake because I want to watch him. It's like splendor on display. He, he, he's a majestic creature. And those are, those are just some of God's creation. Have you ever sat among the aspens and just looked up? As a boy, I used to lay down and look up and watch the wind through the, go through the trees. And I thought, there's got to be a God. I could sit in a place like that and just watch for hours, but God's creation just keeps getting better. When you stand at the foot of a mountain, this is a picture. This is not a portrait. It's a picture of the Grand Teton Mountains. They are the most photographed mountains in the world. There's a reason for it. It's because they are majestic. There's something about standing at a mountain that just makes you think, God. And I've been among the Rockies, and I've, I've, I've looked at the splendor of the Rocky Mountains again. And in the Rockies, those jagged edges that just protrude up and you can be driving along and, and, and not see anything. And then all of a sudden, mountains appear. Our first trip to Colorado, you could hear us in the car as we were approaching Denver and those mountains got in range. I, was, I had a video that we were making. All of a sudden, you heard all of our voices in the car going, oh, wow, wow, look at that. If, if you've never been in the mountains. Now hear me, if you've never been in the mountains, if you've never, th these things are not photoshopped. This is the way it is. It's just, it's an incredible display of God's creative work. It was all made by him and it was made for him. So what is God's favorite when you're looking at all these things and you're thinking, God's got, but now watch this. The scripture says that he made both the visible things and those that are invisible. I've shown you things that are visible, but take a look at this because you can't see this with a naked eye. But this is space. This is what you see when you get out of our atmosphere and you begin to travel. God let nothing undone. When he created galaxies and planets and, and, and he created stars, he did it in such a way that it declares the glory of God. It's not just black and white. It's, it's a burst of colors. And God, it was made by him and for him. I'm telling you, if God's got to pick a favorite, I'm thinking that's got to be an incredible, difficult choice choice but it wasn't because he made his choice and he told us what it was in Deuteronomy 32 and 9 he said for the Lord's portion that piece of pie that creation called pie if there's a slice that God chooses here it is it said for the Lord's portion is his people everybody say his people it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that, man, because I think about myself standing up next to that whale. 
I think about myself standing next to that mountain and I'm such a puny thing in its sight when you see that eagle spread its wings and he's flying high above me and it makes me feel like, God, how, how, why, how could I possibly be your favorite? But he, it, we are. And he proved it with Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you understand that God loves you so much that he would rather die for you than to live without you? So when we blew it, when we messed up, God said, I'm not going to let you go. He had all these other things to choose from, all these other things that belong to him. But he said, no, the jewel of my creation is man. I made him in my image and I will not let him go so I'm going to redeem him back to myself we are God's favorite how many of you have ever had a baby and I'm talking about a raised a baby not had one but raised one you ever change a diaper When you're changing a diaper, let me put it this way. When I changed a diaper, Debbie wouldn't let me change diapers because I, I, I went through th three trying to change one. And they were real expensive. And I'm thinking, how could something as cute and lovely and beautiful how could something like that make a mess like this? But I didn't take the baby and go, let's go look for one that doesn't do that. Do you understand? God does not take us and discard us because we didn't get it right. God did not lead us to the door and say, get out because we couldn't do it right. Instead, he went to the door, opened it up and said, whosoever will, let him come to me. I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you life. We are God's favorite. So... I guess here's my question. Doesn't it stand to reason that if we're God's favorite, doesn't it stand to reason that if God loves us with that incredible love, doesn't it just stand to reason that we ought to love him back? But how many people have you known that just walked away? Even though they're God's favorite, they didn't favor God. Just walk away. Why? It's because they never got to know him. If you ever got to know him, you would love him. Scripture tells about it in Psalms 37 and 4. He says, delight thyself in the Lord. You, you're never going to get to know the Lord if you're doing it from an educational standpoint. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We need to be educated. We need to know the Word. But if you're trying to approach God in relationship just through your mind, you're never going to know Him. 
You have to open your heart to him. Everybody say it with me, open your heart. I think there used to be a song that said, open up your heart and let the sun shine in. <laughs> let the sun shine in. When you open your heart and you let Jesus come into your heart, it's going to change the way that you, not just the way you feel about him, it's going to change the way you feel about everybody else. But you've got to let him in. Everybody say, let him in. Delight. When I hear the word delight, I think of dessert. When I hear delight, Kat made, I don't even know what that was, but she made something for us last night. Matt came in. We were going to work on the projector. She brought it over, and it was delightful. It was, it was, it was light. It was, I thought, there's no way this could be bad for me. It was delightful. It was, it was, it, there was some crunch in there. Had a little bit of ice cream in there, frozen strawberry. And I'm thinking, and Matt said, you, you, you can go on. You, 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 know, you don't have to hurry because of me. And I'm, you know, trying to get it in. And, and, I, and I thought, man, this is just so delightful. And do you understand that when you get to know God in a way that he becomes delightful to you? The, script, the word delight means that which gives great pleasure satisfaction of mind and joy. Can I tell you, I was delighted to come to the house of God today. I was delighted when I woke up and found out that he loved me. I'll be delighted tomorrow when I wake up in the morning and I break open his word and I, I'll be delighted before I ever get to his word. I'll be delighted when I wake up and I see the sun shining. I'll even be delighted if I wake up and it's raining. <laughs> Why? Because I know he loves me. When you Delight when he becomes your source of pleasure, your joy, then he gives you the desires of your heart. Now, watch this because when you're delighted in him, he becomes the desire of your heart. I never knew anyone that was delighted in God that was asking God to wipe somebody out for him. Never knew anyone that was delighting and taking pleasure in God that all of a sudden was saying, God, you know, one of the things I really love is just to go get smashed. We do all those other things because we haven't found delight in God. But when you find delight in God, your desire becomes him. Everybody say, he's my desire. Matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. He's more than just my desire. <laughs> David says in Psalms 42, 1 and 2, he says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. You ever been hungry for God? I mean, really, I'm not talking about going to church. Look, man, if going to church makes you a Christian when you walk into a garage or a car, you've heard me say that. It's just going to church doesn't make you a Christian. I go to church because I am a Christian. It doesn't, so, because I know what somebody do, so I see there, I told you you didn't have to go to church to be a Christian. That's not what I said. I said, I go to church because I am a Christian, but going to church doesn't make me one. 
There's got to be a heart change. There's got to be a reality of a relationship between you and God that changes the way you feel about God. And when it changes the way you feel about God, it'll change the way you feel about everybody else. He is my heart's desire. He says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? Do you ever want more than just a church service? Did you ever want more than just to open up the Word and read it? Have you ever sat down with the Word of God and something speaks to you from it? And it, 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 it's just like it yanks on your heart and and you sit down with it, and when you sit down, all of a sudden, you're, it takes you to one of these places. God, I want you. I want you. I've seen people hurt over losing someone and grieve. And I've seen others that got so much anticipation about seeing someone that they couldn't wait. Do you understand that for God, both those things happened? He gave his only begotten son. Why? Because he wanted to see you next to him. And it was the only way that it could happen. So he's willing to give up his son to make us his sons and daughters. Favorites. David said, I thirst for him, I long for him. And so if you'll put it, if I can say it this way, God is my favorite. Hey, I love you, but God's my favorite. I love my wife, but God is my favorite. I love my children, but God is my favorite. I like you, Mike, but God's my favorite. I love you, Mike. When I said I like you, I looked over at my wife and she said, that's just tough for a guy sometimes to say. So I have to say it this way. Love you, Mike. Man. No, you know, we just, we, we're, we're so out of touch sometimes with our feelings. And what God is trying to do is he's trying to get us to connect with him and open your heart to him and not try and be coy with him or, or put, just, just tell it like it is. God, I love you. I make no, you know, here's the thing is sometimes we trying to be so politically correct. We get in places and we are apprehensive about talking about God because we're not sure how they're going to respond. I don't mean this wrong, but I don't care how they respond. This isn't about me and them. This is about me and him. And I love him. And I want everybody to know that I love him. It's kind of like, come up, run up here real quick. Hurry. It's kind of like me. You know, I got Debbie as my wife. And I'm, oh, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. Oh, here's some, come some people. Here, hide. Don't, don't show yourself. Don't show yourself. Just, hey, y'all, how you doing? Don't leave looking at them, no. No, I'm talking about it's like we're trying to hide. Thank you. We're trying to hide someone that we love. You don't do that. When I go walk down the street, oh, run back up here. When I walk down the street with Debbie, I walk down and she's on my arm and say, hey, everybody, it's my wife. <laughs> my wife. 
Every once in a while, we'll look around in public and make sure nobody's looking. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Then somebody, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Favorites. You know, the problem is, is that we're trying to win a world that understands favorites, but they don't understand that if God is our favorite, how we could respond so weak to it. There ought to be a boldness in us. Not an arrogance, but a boldness. It's just God is my favorite. I love him. I had a friend, man, this guy knew me. He's dead now, so you can't talk to him. But he knew me. I ran around with him for a while and did some stuff that nobody knows about and nobody will. He knew me, and he saw me change. And he looked at me, and he said, Rick, he said, what happened to you? And when he said that, I was actually there selling him Shackley. It used to be a requirement to be a Christian. You had to sell Shackley. I don't know if you're aware of that. And if it wasn't Shackley, Amway would get you almost there. You know. so it was, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I, I was there at his house. I was selling him. I had this gallon of LOC. I was selling him, or not LOC, that's the Amway. I was basic age. But I sold both of them. I didn't want to take any chances. I wanted to make sure heaven was my home. <laughs> So I, I've got this, and I've got, when, I, when I've got this with him, all of a sudden, he, he, he asked the question. He said, what happened to you? And I said, man, let me tell you what happened to me. And I start to tell him, and he said, wait, 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 you came here to, you know, to sell me this. I said, forget about this junk, man. Let me tell you about God. Because in that moment, all that was was junk to me. Do you understand that when he's your favorite Nothing else takes precedent over him. Everybody say, my favorite. So the psalmist said it this way. My flesh, this is 73 and 6, my flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So go ahead, offer me a piece of the pie. You can lay claim to those glow worms. <laughs> you can have a whale as your friend. You can mount up with wings like an eagle. How'd you like to have a deed to the mountain, to the Rockies? No. I don't want the stuff he made. I want the one that made it. He is my portion forever. Would you stand with me today? So let me ask a question. You're in here. You go to church, but you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never made him the Lord of your life. Oh, you hang out with folks that have but you haven't done it for yourself. You can't become a Christian by just hanging out with Christians. This isn't the coronavirus, folks. You can't get in close proximity to me and catch it 
You can feel it, but you can't make it yours until you say, here I am, God. I want you as the Lord of my life. You. Not the pastor, not the church, not seeking membership. I want relationship. I want you, God. I want to give you an opportunity right now. Couldn't you make this easy, pastor? Couldn't you like, shut all the lights out and have everybody close their eyes so I can sneak up here? I just think you ought to be bold about it. <laughs> I think you ought, you got to get to the place where you don't care what anybody else thinks. It's for me and my house, we're going to serve God. So if you're in this place today and you've never done that, you've never said yes to him, I'm inviting you to come right now very quickly and say yes. I'm not going to hold long. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You know, now I, I know she loves him. She showed up here last week and, and she loves him. But there's a difference between loving someone and committing to someone. I know all kinds of folks that love God, but they just never made a commitment to him. I got to tell you, Loving him's not going to get you there. But a love that makes a commitment will take you all the way home. <laughs> get you all the way home. So this is what I'm asking. As I pray for her right now, and this isn't, this isn't rocket science. He said that if we would ask him to forgive us of our sins, that he is faithful and just to do that, that he will forgive us. So tell me your name again. Samantha, are you ready? You know, angels are getting ready to strike up a band because when one person comes and gives their heart to God, there's a party that breaks out in heaven. That's the word. That's what the word says. So, Samantha, I just want you to repeat this with me right now. Lord, I come to you with all my heart, and I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I'm turning my back on my old way of life and I say yes to you right now. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Mm, hallelujah. Come on, can you praise him? Can you praise him? Hallelujah. Oh, there's a party going on. How about it? Anybody else? Anyone else? You're invited. He said, whosoever will, he'll write your name. As a matter of fact, he already did. He wrote your name on the invitation. Praise God. All right. Stretch those hands. Heaven, your name is? Sam. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's who, that was Samantha. We're getting real close here. Okay. Are, are you ready? So just say it with me, Lord. I recommit my life to you. I promise that from here on out, my eyes are fixed 
My mind is made up. And you are my favorite. Anybody else? Oh man, I get excited when I think about, I shared this in the first service, I, I shared now, I get excited when I think about, I'm God's favorite. <laughs> you say, no, you can't be, I'm God's favorite. No, we, no, we, we, everybody say we. We're God's favorite. When I was, a few months ago, I was at a family, Thing, and I had a cousin come up to me and he was a lot older than I was you know and I never got to run around with the cousins because they were always older than I was and he slipped up to me and he whispered in my ear and he said don't tell your brother but you were always my favorite <laughs> I thought never ran around with him never did the stuff he did and he watched God apprehend my heart change my life he waited till I was over 20. No, actually, I'm, I just had that birthday. I'm 59. And he told me, you were my favorite. See, I don't think it was because I was his favorite. I think it was because I'm like one of those glow worms. A little slimy, maybe. But there's something shining yes, yes. out of me. <laughs> oh, do you hear what I'm saying? Let God shine His love through you. Amen. Come on, let's give Him a hand clap of praise. As a matter of fact, if you would, at the close, those that are able to slip down here, We'll, we'll pray together at the close of the service today. As you come in. Now I want you just to pray this way. Remember, we are trying to be respectful of your social distancing. So if, if you, I, and we understand that if you've got a compromised health system or something, when we get ready to exit, if you would exit, the ushers will be ready to receive your offerings. But if you would exit through the two side doors and you'll be able to slip out without fear of anyone accosting you. If you go into the lobby, all bets are off. If you go into the lobby, people are going to grab you and hug you, hold you down. And, no, I'm not, they're not going to do that. But they, so so you, you do what you're comfortable with, all right? And we're going to pray together today. And I just want to thank God for each one of you. Because you are uniquely, I'm the brother that your mother never told you about. You are uniquely a part of my family. You say, well, how come you say a part of your family? Because I just like to lay claim to it. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed about it or ashamed of it. I, it's my family, the family of God. Are you ready? Let's pray together right now. Father, we come to you thanking you for your great love. God, and I'm still awestruck in wonder when I think that we're your favorites. 
Thank you for loving us that way. Thank you for loving us when we didn't even love ourselves. For believing in us when we quit believing in ourselves. And for saving us from ourselves. I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you give him a big hand clap of praise in here? We love you all. Look forward to seeing you next week. Until that, if you've got any announcements to make you want to dismiss us in a word of prayer. You want to dismiss us in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your awesome presence. God, for meeting us here this day. We ask that you would go before us, Jesus. And we will never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. You're dismissed. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Don't forget, we've got the picnic and chosen kicks off Wednesday night.